You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. And Liverpool teetering on the brink here. Maybe the last effort. Van Dijk! And Foster will cling on for as long as he possibly can. See, that's what it causes you, though, John. He probably should have been there ten minutes ago. At least he causes a bit of chaos. You can always get the second ball. It'll be a little bit too late that he's been put up there. It's one of the more eye-catching results of round four. Another Alan Pardew victory over Liverpool. He has such a story with them. And the Boeing Boeing Baggies are into round five against all the odds. Yeah, it is. It was a great performance by him. And as you said, the Baggies have come to Anfield, they've scored three. Adversity against them, numerous injuries. They virtually finished the game with nine fit bodies, yet they've held out defensively, they've been strong. They'll go down now, celebrate in front of their triumphant fans. Great performance by West Bromwich Albion and Alan Pardew and his staff. Well, Jurgen Klopp sees his side exit the FA Cup at the fourth round stage for the third consecutive season it was a night that made history with the extensive use of VAR with three particular first half incidents all talking points that seem to take an eternity to sort out but in between times a quite thrilling cup tie in which Jay Rodriguez scored twice Matip's own goal proved to be decisive Firmino and Salah's efforts simply not enough for Klopp and Liverpool. It is West Brom who go through to round five. It is Liverpool two, West Bromwich Albion three. I awoke unaware in a fog of whiskey. Wrapped inside a cloak from the hair of the dog that bit me I was lost and dizzy and still feeling awfully pissy When I noticed my alarm it missed me God forgive me or release my boss With all this nausea in me I just need time off In a big way which sucks because much to my dismay I just used up on my sick days Oh I wish they made a quicker fix To deal with the way the liquor sticks When it hits your ribs Which isn't a bit as quick as the wisecracks Oozing grunts Hit the lips of your homies when you lose your lunch Or you kiss a chick who sighs a skirt and intimate undergarments indicate that she likes dessert I'm sick of it, I only wish the guys at Merck would find a cure To keep me sipping fine liqueur For every time I had to drive to work late Let them line them up like every night's my birthday The first taste is great, twice the same The third makes lightning rain and the earth shakes Tonight's a game while tomorrow is harassment Say goodbye to shame, sayonara embarrassment It's nice to drain a bottle with arrogance And never think twice again when you wanna wallow in merriment I wish they made a morning after pill So I wouldn't have to feel like such an asshole still When I speak from every bruise on the shelf Until I've had my fill to the gills And make a fool of myself You wouldn't smell Well, you're going to a hugely disappointing result Can you give us your assessment of, of that tonight? <coughs> yeah, not good enough It's just it's not good enough Especially, of course, in defending So I think the whole game showed that we are always able to to create something, but the basis of everything, and now we don't have no, this club especially is always about the defenders, or whatever. we have to defend as a team much better, so we score a fantastic first goal, we celebrated that, in the, in the, they shoot a long ball, we defend the first ball, 
there's an open ball, we lose that challenge. We lose the next open ball where they are more greedy in this situation and get the ball. And then they're free and then they can shoot if, they, if you hit the ball like, I think Rodriguez was the first girl as well, so hit this ball them. It's a goal. The second goal again, too easy, too easy, let them cross. Does goal score Rodriguez alone in the box and it's not, yeah, we lost him in midfield somewhere and then he run, makes the way and goes the goal. Third one, we fought together to defend it because we only have to push up. We don't have to do anything, we have to push up, then Evans is offside. Was it Evans? Dawson. Dawson is offside. Um, and then when he saw us celebrating, it was not EPIA, it was, yeah, what can I do if they let me let alone? So, um, third goal, we scored a second, didn't score a penalty. Uh, just not good enough at the end. So yes, you put yourself under pressure, you know, we've even noted already if you 70 minutes and keep on going, keep on going and it's not that clear anymore. You need a little bit of luck, and you need, but luck you need to deserve. You deserve luck with a fantastic, especially defensive performance. So then you, you have the freedom to do some things in the offense, but we put ourselves under pressure and have to, it feels like we need to use each chance we get. Makes not too much sense, it's not cool. Really, um, it's not good, but we have to take it now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Four Raw. That's official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight.com, a fun-loving community of uh, Reds globally. Thanks, thanks everyone for joining on. Uh, my name is Aditya. I am your host for the show today. Uh, I think our regular host Joe has kind of decided he's uh, he's a bit tired, you know, after our results last night. So uh, here I am taking the show, and as always, uh, we have a few get- interesting guests with us tonight. First of all, we have a guy who was on a holiday. Um, I think the holiday has gone a bit belly up after this result. Hi, Amar. Welcome to the show. Hi, man. And can you please sound me a, bit, a little bit more, you know, down? Just edit <laughs> me. Just edit my voice. <laughs> sure, mate. Um, then, uh, next up, we have Keval, who's joining us quite early uh, out there. Thanks a lot for joining, Keval. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Good evening, guys. And good morning to you as well, my friend. Uh, finally, we have Vaishak. Hi, Vaishak. Welcome to the show. Hello, guys. All right. Uh, perfect. Um, so I think, uh, you know, as we had the start there, Klopp saying some really well um, important things, things we've heard before, things we've kind of gotten tired of hearing. But there we are, uh, you know, we are out of the fifth, we are out of the FA Cup on the fifth round, third time calling. And, you know, we still couldn't pull off a win against West Brom for 19th on the table. So, um I think really the first question is, you know, everyone's wondering, is do we have like a bottom table voodoo armor? What do you think? We had we had a loss versus Crystal Palace last season towards the end. We just had a painful loss versus Swansea as well. So is there a bottom table voodoo that we're fighting off here? So we're back to where we were uh, a season before. Are you saying that? This might actually be a heroic win for West Bromwich Albion. Uh, first of all, it was a deserved win. You have to say that. Uh, second of uh, all, uh, they had injury crisis, man. Uh, and as the commentator was saying, uh, they were literally even playing with nine men. Two, they were just you know carrying two men. You know, they were they were just nine men with heroic performances, and they come out with a win. 
uh, and guess what they didn't sit back you know i could have uh, understood that uh, even um, you know if they had sat back and then we would have uh, been unable to uh, break them and they would have countered and hit a goal and then won it smash and grab but no i mean they won it fair and square and that's the puzzling part because when the game got over i was just sitting there confused and i don't know what to make of it you know that there was there was literally zero positive from the game and we had the strongest lineup that we could have uh, put out there and uh, if our best can't beat these guys i mean what hope do we have after january man i mean that was very puzzling i was really confused i mean not a single positive uh, not a single performance you can pick out and say you know okay he was perfect or he was close to papa he was at least good no every single one of them was bland there were uh, you know no cohones in those 50 50 challenges uh, mate literally jogging back into the area when west bromwich albion were attacking in the 65th 64th minute and all those little little things i mean there's just no backbone in our team man when we need someone to stand up no one stood up and that's what pissed me off the most yeah i think uh, i think there was i i agree with you there was an extremely pissing off experience more than anything for the fans just having to sit and watch that uh, rule to be honest but um also uh, vaishak what do you think about you know this result do you think you know it was lack of backbone do you think it was just you know one of those performances that come and go or has it just been the case that we keep having these performances over and over again what what do you think i think you know we just did not have that bite that we needed to oh, you know put off this um, bottom of the table teams like look um, at the end of the day as even you know skill wise whatever wise uh, a football game is won you know by the side which ha- which um, has the most you know passion for it like whoever wants to win the match more they'll go out and win it uh, like it doesn't matter uh, one the other team is much more skilled or you know whatever uh, who wants who has that passion who has that passion to go over the edge like you know run a little bit more tackle a little bit more you know that's what uh, we lacked yesterday night and that's what west brom had they did not sit back like you know the league game they had and they played against us and there was no parking of the buses they attacked when they needed to attack they um tackled when they needed to tackle and they defended quite brilliantly when they uh, needed to defend we simply just did not have that grit or you know that want to go and win the game and that's what makes me sad more than pissed what about war as well man i mean it saved us literally i mean that two times we were saved by the war mm, yeah exactly if it hadn't been for the war it would have been shambles like <laughs> gosh i was i was like literally laughing at what was even we even down before they went down <laughs> totally <laughs> oh gosh it was an unpleasant experience <laughs> uh, actually adi uh, was supposed to be commentating on the game and uh, you know he couldn't uh, couldn't do it so i had to do it on my vacation and you know um, probably the worst game i have commented on 
you know there was zero performance there was nothing in it for us you know performance wise absolutely zero a, a dire game uh, fans I, i have never seen them you know boo under klopp that was probably the first game i've seen them boo and there were jeers that is true that is true um, and i think they were completely justified and I, i don't know if i'm wrong to say so but i think they were completely justified right absolutely absolutely man. i mean uh, it, it it might be time that you know klopp now needs to answer the fans as well uh, it's close to, no it's close to 3 years he's been at the helm zero trophies uh, of course we have made progress no one is going to you know doubt that but then you have to show trophies and he, even he said when he came here that you know after 3 4, 4 season there will be a trophy at uh, anfield and we are still waiting for it that's champions league but honestly i think uh, every single fan you know uh, he'll uh, you know you ask them and they'll say that we are not confident of even going past porto at this stage yep that's a fair assessment so also vaishak so you know now that we've been dumped out in the fa cup once again um, you think if we end the season in top 4 would you call it a successful season is that is that where we're looking at now Well, as a, as of things that are starting right now, I'm um yeah exactly. Top four is more like you know uh, would be considered as a, as a good achievement for us this season, given that we wasted our chances of winning a trophy in the Carabao Cup and now in the FA Cup. Um yeah, like you know how like how optimist a fan can be. Um. <laughs> if we can't be best from i don't fancy our chances in the champions league <laughs> so yeah i think top 4 would be another good achievement for us you know so that we can keep building it on from there towards next season with hopefully much better recruit recruitments in the summer yeah i think uh, that, that's what everyone hopes as well and we'll come to that a little later but but you know would you constitute it as a successful season if we finish top 4 is that is that where we've reached uh, vaishak or amar you know what do you guys think is it successful if we finish top yeah the keval might be the best one to answer it because he was absolutely <laughs> going nuts on our uh, you know group uh, last night you know about the, you know we didn't have any balls going uh, you know after the game he was talking about you know how are we going to win anything with performances like this so I think Kevin might be the best one to answer it. Amir bhai yeah, you yeah. said that we had uh, they had nine players because uh the other two players were limping. I guess we just had seven players to play with. Uh I don't know what Oxlade Chamberlain was doing. Uh I don't know what Gini Wijnaldum was doing. Uh I really do know what Matip did and all he did was screwing us. So uh I don't think it will be Uh, a successful season if we end up having uh, being in top 4 and going further in champions league because uh we had a good squad we still have a good squad and yet we are not able to find a way out uh there are a couple of things i believe that we uh club is not doing one is he is not anticipating uh, anticipating threat i'm so frustrated uh he just play 433 all the time and he's not modifying his team plan his game plan according to opponent and uh, west brom they sit back in 
Premier League and uh, they caught us by surprise by attacking us by counter attacking us so he didn't feel that threat uh, our players always one or the other Matip, Lauren, Ox, Wijnaldum one after other making individual mistake they were not able to win any kind of balls in mid uh, and they kept on attacking us like they were literally bullying us so that performance was horrible uh, people did uh, um, what I thought that many of the people just said oh we need new signings and that's why we need new signings but it had nothing to do with the signing it had everything to do with our own players who made individual mistakes so uh, if buying new players will make difference maybe but if after buying Lemar uh, if what if Matip makes the same mistakes and we concede so in the end everything is going to be the same so for that Klopp needs to change few things and our players needs to be consistent and I really don't believe it will be a successful season if we just have top four okay fair, fair enough I think uh, I think we have to agree with a lot of the things that you said um so when, when you obviously brought up you know us having like a lot of these issues one of the most prominent things last night was all the runners from midfield continuously running past that you know, very weak underbelly off a midfield. So then, do you place the blame on the midfield or the defence for such a poor performance? I mean, obviously, there were individual lapses, but do you also think midfield and especially GD Wijnaldum is responsible? Uh, what do you think? Well, the thing is, even before uh, we signed Virgil, um, some of the fans were saying, you know, if we don't give cover to our defense, you know, by our midfielders. Um, no matter who we sign as a centre-back, we are still going to have some problems. And that is exactly what we um, saw yesterday. Granted that uh, Joel was poor, but, you know, um, Emre, Genie and Alex um, did not, um, you know, play the same game um, they played, for example, against City. Like, they were brilliant against City. They tracked back, they covered, they, you know, went into tackles and all those stuff. They, you know, those three simply did not provide any of those stuff against West Brom. And like Kevin pointed out, they were just bullying us and we let them bully us for the majority of the game. Um, like I think, you know, um, we are not operating with a proper defensive midfielder. If we operate with a proper DM, he would pro uh, provide the necessary cover that is required for our back four. So, unless we sort out the problems in our midfield, we don't, like, it's not a major problem. We have to, you know, have a proper defensive midfielder, in my opinion. Unless we do that, no matter who we sign, even if it's Bonucci or Chiellini, we are still going to have poor games like we had yesterday. That that's a really damning statement. Chiellini being brought down to our level—that's just horrific. <laughs> off, unfortunately. Um, but that's there's some good points about you know having a defensive midfielder, you know. And Ahmed, do you think? That's the kind of key to sorting our issue, that midfield, or do you just think it's a personal issue at the back? Do you think it's a, it's a, it's a tactical issue, man? Uh, and uh, I don't think Klopp thinks the way uh, maybe Guardiola or Mourinho thinks, you know, they have specialist uh, 
defensive midfielders with Fernandinho and Matic. When Chelsea have Kante. Uh, I think Klopp's system, and as we know, it's all about kick-in pressing, right? So, even if we, buy, we are buying Keita, so even he's going to press on if he, you know, if we're playing him. So, if we play, you know, you, you can play Matip there, but even he's going to uh, push out and press someone. And you'll always leave that uh, space around the D between the defense and the midfield. That's how I think Klopp's system works. And I think there's a tactical uh, disadvantage to it. And uh, West Brom actually, you know, uh, you know, took advantage of that. And you know what was worse? They actually played out from the back. Because they knew that we are not just going to go into the challenges with them. We tried to nick the ball of him instead of going and challenging them. That's what we are all about. You know, we'll do that against the fences side and they'll lose position. And we actually, uh, you know, nicked the position three or four times in that game as well against uh, Brom. But they knew, you know, they were passing it out from the back. They knew that uh, if they had, uh, you know, if they just screened the ball, our players won't be able to nick the ball of them. And that's where they build it. That's why they build it from the back. And that's what by... angered me. Yeah, I would like to add one point in your. Uh suggestions that what I felt that Pardew actually had a plan that once our defender has the ball how to take that ball out of defense and move towards attack like it was all pre-planned passes and they were uh, like they were passing the ball so fluently from one side to the other side and that uh, who was their striker who came out as a sub Phillips I guess yeah, he had lip. three players in. Uh, he had over three players in his pockets. Like they were trying to tackle him, three players together, and yet they were not able to win the ball. And that's what I'm saying. Time, no, we just we just can't tackle. I mean, why can't we tackle? That's my true. problem. Why are we always trying to pinch the position? Why not just go in fully, uh, full with a full-blooded challenge and take the ball away? I mean, they were doing it. You saw. Uh, uh, in that uh, opening 15 minutes, there was a time when uh, Matip went for two 50-50s consecutively and lost both of them. Yeah, that pissed me off in the first 15 minutes, and you could you can just sense what is going to come. You know, for the remainder of the game, that's what pissed me off. I mean, uh, in the 46 minute, right after the right after half time, Matt Phillips actually ran through uh, Matip, and he wasn't even tackled. You know, he wasn't uh, shoved shoulder to shoulder, but do something. I mean, he just went there and he blazed a shot wide. I mean, there was there so, was just no cohesion in our tackling. I mean, there was no tackling. I mean, uh, forget about cohesion. You know, <laughs> we're, we're just a bunch of pussies right now. I'm sorry. True. Ouch. But so 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 then is it is that criticism fair that we you know we're a bunch of like soft boys? Is that fair? We're not men, but just yeah, we are good players. I, I I don't doubt how good our players are. But when it comes to physicality, you need physicality, you need passion in these games. You need these extra traits and we don't possess them. And that's what pisses me off. Maybe Kita, you know, he's a snight bastard and he might help us uh, in that area. But that, that's just one player. And when you look at the bench, I mean, Henderson, Milner and Ings came on. Uh, and, and I'm happy that they are back, you know, from injuries and everything. But they're not going to change the game. I mean... Come on, man. I was having a debate with uh, a fan on Twitter. You know, that he was saying that uh, what's the point of uh, having a strong bench when you can, you know, just uh, win the game first and then bring the bench on and, uh, you know, just make the game safe. I, 
I debated him that what if the score is nil-nil or we are losing? What happens then? Who are you going to bring on from the bench? And that's that's exactly what happened. And that's a very, very valid point. Actually, something you mentioned last night as well. Uh, you said, you know, here we have Hendo coming on in like whatever it was, the 65th minute and, you know, doing absolutely what Hendo does, which is, uh, well, si- passing sideways, passing minute. backwards. That was 85th and- minute, man. And okay, whatever minute it was, but not taking any responsibility on the pitch, you know, passing on to people like Trent Alexander Arnold, for example, who's well, a youngster, right? So, obviously, do you think, you know, it's also apart from us talking about bringing in players like Keita, who's first choice, also like strengthening the bench? Do you, because I think starting of the season, I was confident about the bench, but. Uh, you know, Vaishak, do you think, you know, even the bench needs strengthening now after this performance? We don't have anybody bring on when we're actually losing, uh, you know, and losing badly at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing about that is, I was watching this first game before our game, and they were losing 1-0 to 4-tier Notts County, and they bought on Son and Dele Ali from the bench. I mean, we need to have that kind of quality from our bench. Yeah, Jordan and Ings came on yesterday and they somewhat affected the game. But like you said, if it's nil-nil, we don't have those caliber players that we can bring on from the bench that can well score as a winner or, you know, start as a draw. Like, we... look. We need to buy players that are hungry for success. That's what we require. That's what um, uh, Sir Alex, uh, you know, had during his days at United. If you look at each and every one of his players, they had hunger. They had hunger to go and win the game, even if they were trailing till you know in the 88th or 89th minute. They scored plenty of goals in you know in stoppage time. So we need players like that who who are hungry for success who you know who wants to build something on their own so i think club should target those kinds of players and you know buy them in the summer so that you know we have a much better depth on the bench otherwise it's all for waste what i feel is there is a difference between city and liverpool is uh what we felt, oh, we won against City, now we are successful and uh, we are good enough. But what City thinks that now we are, we won against Manchester United, we won against Liverpool, we won against uh, Chelsea, but we still have to win, uh, win against Huddersfield, we still have to win against West Brom, we still have to win against Swansea. So they keep on playing that uh, with that uh, passion and with that aggression. They never let that guard down and we kept on doing it and we kept on losing it. And uh, I, I don't know if we, uh, I do, I do be- believe that we need players, but at the same time, what if the players keep making those individual errors, things will be the same. We all thought that when we signed Manati, we have a better chances of having a strong defense yet Mati proved that he is worse than Lauren in couple of games uh, Gomez did the same in last two months I know he is young <laughs> and he needs some more time I completely agree but even if you want to check your bench strength you need games and we lost in Carabao Cup in third round 
we lost in FA Cup in fourth round. We had those extra games where we can check our bench strength, but we don't have it anymore because we cannot try those players in English Premier League. We have to fight for the well, top four. We have Champions League. Well, we'll try. Oh yeah, so we, do you really believe that we should play any teams in Champions League instead of Salah? Of course. I mean, Rogers did it. Yeah. <laughs> He must be tired after the West Brom game for sure. Uh, poor guy needs a bit of a break. Well, I, I, think I actually, I actually like that point about uh, Mate because I, I was discussing uh, last night again about the point, you know, that Clavan didn't deserve to get dropped after that Burnley game. I mean, uh, Mate came back in that Swansea game, in that Swansea game. Yeah, I think so. But. Uh, it was unfair on Clavan to be dropped. I mean, he was probably, as we were saying, uh, he was the best defender up until December. And he was suddenly and dropped. And that's a great point, Amir. I actually wanted to bring it up as well. Do you, it, it didn't seem that he's, he, you know, him being dropped is fair. Do you think because he's been dropped, we've kind of lost a bit of organization at the back? Maybe that's one thing that he was providing and that's gone unnoticed. Do you, do you think that's the case? I think it's highly possible, Adi. I mean, the... It, it actually looked like it in the last couple of games. You know, we before that we won back to back to back games. You know, character field wins, uh, late winners, holding on. We did all that with Clone in our side, and then you suddenly take him out, and you saw how bad Matip is in the last two games. Maybe he's going through a patch where he's in bad form, but th- that's why you need Clone now from the next game. You know, just put him besides Van Dyke. You know, two proper defenders and. Uh, I was talking in the group that, you know, we, we need a defender who can just hoof the ball when it needs hoofing. I mean, Matip trying to back heel and he tried to play, uh, he's trying to play uh, oh, a few pass when he's put under pressure. I mean, he's not just putting himself under pressure, he's putting the whole side under pressure. And you won't see Clevan doing that. I mean, he's the one, you know, who'll hoof the ball away, who'll just kick the ball away out of play. And you want that sometimes. And that's what we lacked last night. I mean, Mateb was absolutely nowhere. Even if we hadn't played Mateb, the scoreline would have been the same. All right. That's a damning indictment of Mateb. But, uh, you know, th- th- we can go on and on and discuss about this game. Unfortunately, just so many things went wrong in this game. Um, so, you know, I want to take a quick break before we move on to the next segment. But I want to give each one of you, like, you know, 30 seconds, just final thoughts on this game. And... You know, where do we go from here? 30 seconds and, you know, maybe we can start with Kewal. Kewal? Okay. Uh, I am still very positive about club and I'm still very positive about with, uh, about with our current squad. I think if we are able to stop those individual errors like we did after Spurs game, uh, we still will be able to do well. But I think we still need to rotate our squad nicely and change formation according to the opposition. All right, great. Vishak? Well, uh, we have to roll our sleeves back up and we have to simply go again, put the results, bad results behind us and we should focus on what's ahead of us. And like we said in the 13-14 season, we go again. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Amir, what about you? What are your thoughts? It's time to bench Mane, uh, bring in Clavan, uh, get some serious, I mean, get a good depth in our squad, bring some flair players in uh, while Windows still on. All right, fair enough. Um, I think my thoughts are kind of like, a, 
amalgamation of everything you guys said uh, i do think it's time to really bench money he's not really been performing maybe gives ings a go you know uh, up front and see what he has to offer um and well yeah generally pick up our socks and move on uh, well that brings us to the end of this section we're going to take a quick break and we will be back just Welcome back, everyone, to our uh, fun-filled West Brom post-review show. All right. Um, I think obviously we want to put um, the kind of pain from this game behind and move on. So you know, moving on from this game, there are like a couple of things as well. Uh, let's discuss. I think um, the first thing um, Klopp recently mentioned, and this is when he you know was quizzed about his January transfer window, that he has an iPad full of names. And uh, you know they're going to be actioning up on these names now, guys. He has an iPad. There are names on the iPad. So let me go one by one and ask you: What are the names you guys want on the iPad? And do you guys see anybody coming in in the January window? Let's start this time with Vaishak. What do you think, Vaishak? Hit us up. Well, <laughs> if it was up to me, then the names on the iPod will be Christian Pulisic for one. um uh raja nainggolan for another one and well um stefan divry for you know in the center back position but i don't think we should buy uh, this late in the transfer window which i think if we do buy it will be a panic buy and uh well other teams will hold us for ransom that's That's a surprisingly yeah. mature like assessment, Vaishak. Because I think most of the fans yesterday are crying out for signings. We have four days left off the transfer window, and fans are just going crazy, demanding for signings. So that's a pretty, pretty different opinion, I have to say. Yeah, like because I remember, I remember when Fernando Torres left uh, in the January transfer window, and well, uh, with all, <laughs> we panicked by we panic we. Well, we panic bought Andy Carroll. I cannot say the same for Luis Suarez, <laughs> but yeah, I really don't want another Andy Carroll as much as I and others would, you know, support um, whatever player that the team buys. I think we should trust our players and you know improve, you know, the small little areas, grey areas that we've been having these past couple of games, and uh, kick on from there. That. would be you know that would be that's the you know ideal thing to do for us in my opinion at least 
All right, fair enough. Um, I think uh, I think all of us are with you where we're saying we don't want big old Andy or an equivalent <laughs> who's back this January window. I mean, you know, now that our record transfer is seventy-five million, you know, we'd have to be really stupid if we spend eighty million on another bad signing. So I hope that. <laughs> um, but uh, what about you, Amin? What who do you want on that iPad? Who's on your list? I think uh, I think Vaishak had some interesting names. What, who do you have on? I I just want someone, you know, I, I let out a tweet that said, you know, we, we just want someone who can have some uh, same sort of impact as Coutinho had, you know, and that was striking fear in the opposition. I want that sort of player. And that sort of player that's available right now, I think, is Mahrez. Uh He's not cup-tied as well in the Champions League. He's known to the league. He has been PFA player of the year. So... I think that that's the logical solution right now, and I don't want uh, Klopp to spend like 80, 90 millions on Lemar right now, and when we can't uh, even play him in the Champions League games. Right now, I think the logical answer would be Mahrez. That adds some depth as well. You know, you can put uh, Ox on the bench again, maybe put Mane on the bench, uh, and with that we can get some depth as well. That's one sign that I'm actually looking forward. If we, uh, you know, if we are serious about uh, adding someone, plus. I, he can play in the Champions League and uh, maybe have some sort of impact in, in that. And he was actually, uh, you know, the uh, previous season when he was poor in the league, he was actually good uh, in the Champions League. So maybe, you know, he might have that X factor that we need after Coutinho left. And do, do not undermine the role of Coutinho. Never undermine the role of Coutinho. And uh, people say that, you know, even if we had him, we would have gotten beaten. But he was a sort of player that, you know, he took away two or three defenders away or took three or two or three players uh, with him when he was dribbling around the box. Mahrez might be that type of player as well. He, that might give more space to Mane, Salah. And that's why I think Mane is struggling right now. Probably. You know, because he needs that some sort of space that Coutinho would, uh, was providing by taking away the defenders. Maybe Mahrez can provide that. So, Mahrez is, you know, the very top of my list. All right, fair enough. Um, I I don't want to like get into the Coutinho debate because you know I'm scared of getting beaten up. Uh, but uh, but Mahrez definitely he's a player who's been linked to us. But again, Ahmed, do you think he's coming in January? I mean, what are your thoughts? We have four days left. You see Why anyone not? coming? I mean, fifty million. I mean, come on, man. What's fifty million for a PFF uh, PFF player of the year? I mean, uh, there are bigger clubs that want him. He's available. He's not cup tied. I mean, how much more perfection do you want from this transfer window? I mean, uh, forget it that we are going to buy, you know, someone like Pulisic or uh, Lemar right now. I think Mahrez right now is the perfect answer for everything. For squad depth, you know, for a star player, for that X factor. And he's well known to the league and Champions League for that matter. Fair enough. I think uh, obviously 50 millions kind of become small change nowadays. So uh, fair enough. Um, what about uh, what about you, Kewal? Who do you want uh, brought on? And you know, do you see it happening in the Jan window? Remember, we have four days. If you are concerned about a panic buy like Carol, I don't think it will happen with Mahrez because uh, Carol was at that time. Carol was like a 50-50 player. Uh, we all know that. Uh, Mahrez is 75-25. He is 75% better. So if we end up having Mahrez, that will be definitely a positive factor. Uh, the couple of reasons uh, I would like to point out. Yesterday when I Mane was playing, so he was trying to cut down players and uh, go into the center. He was in good positions many times. 
but after that he doesn't know what to do with the ball they he had couple of options around him that's where we missed coutinho because he had two option either he pass the ball nicely and uh, he has that kind of ability or he shoots the ball nicely on the goal which likely to be on target mane cannot shoot the ball from distance what i felt he cannot curl a ball he tried a couple of times and the ball is still in the cop stand and uh, so yeah that x factor uh, maris can definitely provide i agree that uh, a player worth of 50 million is cheap to be honest he is worth more than that and if we are able to get him bef- below 50 uh that will be a good signing but at the end it's up to klopp and he should understand that we still need a player mane is struggling because he doesn't have anyone that can help him uh with the ball and uh, as amir bhai pointed out that if we end up having someone behind those front three mane sala and firmino uh, we have a good chance that we end up scoring good goals so um looking at the ipad right i think there are two sections the jan window and the summer window and uh, i think in the jan window there's only vvd and there's nobody else um, so i don't really see anybody else uh, coming in to be honest i think adi might be right that uh, no one else is coming in and uh, i suppose the reason was vvd uh, and maybe the club thought that uh, you know we were the club thought that we were just going to spend 75 million on vvd and will be done i don't think that we actually uh, or our board were naive, naive enough to you know think that coutinho wasn't going so maybe that was the reason that we weren't prepared for his exit and we weren't prepared to replace him with someone else so maybe lemar might turn up to be a panic buy or something like that if if we do buy lemar or someone like that this season logical buy would be mahrez as i said but i don't think we were prepared uh, for coutinho to again put in a transfer request or again you know try to uh, throw out his choice or from the pram and uh, van dijk was a certainty i think that uh, he was coming in january but we were certainly not prepared to see coutinho go yeah no that's a that's a fair point i don't think uh, i think that was quite short sighted of the club but you know that's best left uh, for a different time i think uh, i think ideally we should have yeah. prepared in a better for circumstances uh, quite poor but you know okay closing clops ipad um, i think there are four days i think as liverpool fans we're hopeful um, as delusional fans as you know kewal appropriately pointed out we're all hopeful uh, but i don't, i don't think anybody is coming guys so i think get used to uh, get used to henderson like you know coming on as our uh, main substitute um, but moving on you know one of the more uh, well not directly related but at least something which is like unique and different to the game was the var and that's something i thought you know would be interesting to quickly chat about right um so first thing i just wanted to check you know one one major decision was you know sala was brought down in the box he was given a penalty after a long consultation process um generally the way things work out for liverpool is you know we the, we just never get the luck rub of the luck we just always always down and out on luck so um considering that you know do you firstly uh, you know amit do you think you know the var is a good system and not specific to the decisions we got but generally did you think it was a good system it's a good system but it 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 does need a bit uh, refining i think it takes too much of time 
and i think many pundits even said that and uh, they were right i mean uh, the fans were sitting there bewildered what is going on i mean we had the advantage of you know seeing everything on the television but those who are at the ground they are confused i mean there was a stoppage of four or five minutes uh, what i think is i would like to see you know uh, the nba style of uh, refereeing you know have two referees uh, they have three you can have two referees you know one who is on the pitch second one behind the var so he can just let the game uh, you know uh, he can continue the game while the referee from the other end uh, you know on the var can see the match from the screen and if he says something if if he says that it's offside it's a goal it's a penalty it's something you know controversial then he can uh, say that in his earpiece instead of referee trying to come down you know to the sidelines and then watching that replay again so you know you can uh, it's a good system but it 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 needs defining that's uh, that's a really interesting point amar i had never heard of like you know this uh, concept before that that's a good point and i do think you know everyone was mentioning that it did take a bit of time uh kewal do you agree do you think that the system takes too much time i completely agree and we were not given enough extra time to be very honest i i don't know why there was just 4 minute added on after first half uh i think that game should have more than 6 or 7 minutes uh we had took a lot of time and there were a lot of interruption uh i i even though i am living in us i am not watching enough nba and i didn't notice that suggestion from other by i think i should but it will be very interesting to have two referees at the same time and not wasting the time one of the reasons why we like football is everything is on the pitch you don't have breaks in, uh, when uh, there is a game otherwise the um, games like nba and nfl cricket there are a lot of interruption throughout the game uh, ad, ads and all so if we want to have a continuous game then this two referee thing would be definitely helpful but i'm against the var system i hated it even though it helped us but it uh, it was wasting of time a lot of times <laughs> strong uh, strong opinion strong opinion say keval um vashak also one of the other issues was you know the number of decisions which are being reviewed and therefore increasing the time do you think not every decision should be reviewed via var yeah, exactly ones? yeah only the uh, more contentious ones should be reviewed like the salah penalty and the offside goal that was from scored against us only those highly contentious contentious um you know decisions should be uh, reviewed under the v under the war or var like you know um the other thing was that uh, uh, when we when we scored our second goal which was clearly you know uh, a, a legit goal uh <laughs> the ref again went to the war and it was just you know a pure time wasting but um consider this you know in the champions league we have an extra referee behind the goal uh, behind the goal post you know i think uh, it would help us greatly to reduce the time wasting if uh, you know the premier league or the fa cup and you know whatever competi- other competitions we have in england um, employed an extra ref on either end of the goal line to so that you know we can um, be more precise and we, uh, we the time wasting can be properly avoided like if there was an extra referee behind the goal line i think the salah penalty would have been given so yeah we are should have its niggling issues but i think it's for the good of the game 
but yeah they have to sort out the time wasting part of it can i add one more point adi adi how about if you put challenges in you know uh, both teams will have two challenges uh, and then you know if you f- think that you have a case you ask for the challenge if you lose your challenge then you can't ask for any more we are you know you can't ask oh, for yeah. a replace going to cricket yeah. way there amir okay yeah, yeah sure. exactly that's, exactly. that's an option <laughs> just like tennis as well can i also add one more point about this system here is the thing uh, even though the second goal was legit uh, when referee were reviewing uh, the goal we were all scared that there were also chances that the goal will turn around were given a no <laughs> uh because there might be a small foul like a small foul which no one could assess or no one could see and what if they found it in uh, the system and then realize oh there is a tiny foul uh, so the goal should be disallowed so at that pom- uh, moments where the foul is like not that big or weird kind of foul and uh, still they disallow the goal yeah it work in our favor but it may not work uh, in a favor all the time so at that time uh, we might be scared of uh, getting our goals disallowed as well of course the foul on sala was very legit uh, actually referee should have seen it uh, from the beginning but luckily there was nothing when he scored on the other side but if there were something then things would have completely different so yeah uh, not all the decisions should be under the screen all the time that uh, that's a pretty fair point keval so but you said something quite pertinent right you said the referee should have seen it but he didn't yeah. so in that perspective right do you think maybe amir do you think you know we are actually worked out last night and in that very specific sense that it helped the referee where it should have uh, and that's why i'm in favor of that <laughs> But, uh, as I, as I, I mean, we are the we and I think Arsenal. These two are the clubs that are always on the opposite end of the referee's call. When you look at the, our pass and everything, so it, it might be beneficial for us, you know, because we play uh, so you know uh, such a attacking brand of football. Even City might benefit from it, you know, that uh, referees don't give so much so many fouls against us because you know every time. Uh, these uh, you know bus park clubs they always try to you know use uh, illegitimate uh, matter to stop us so Bro, I, i think we should be in favor of this thing i don't think mourinho, mourinho will, will be on happy. tv for all the time <laughs> i think we said the same points yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i mean why would he like it i mean no but he will be on the tv all the time because he feels that everyone is against him so he'll be like foul 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 even though there is no foul there is no ball the ball is that's why i'm saying no you you give you give a challenge each to uh, to both the teams and then you would have just one challenge each if you fail with that challenge your challenge is gone and then you can't ask for uh, the vr technology and that that probably will be something that they will look at you know and i was just thinking it's not just mourinho but mr alex ferguson escaped so many times without this wire i was just thinking and you you read my tweet man <laughs> very very lucky there um so okay those specific decisions though right one was the penalty and one was the goal reverted so vaishak you think both those decisions were a fair fair review and you know they were correctly like you know pointed out 
Mm, exactly. The officials were spot on with those two decisions. Uh, if if there was no VAR used in that game, then we would have been embarrassed much more, which I you know, <laughs> yes, hopefully enough. did not happen. Yeah, I was literally sweating while watching the game. So, yeah, VAR turned out, you know, to be good for us yesterday. But, yeah, the time-wasting part of it should be sorted out as soon as possible. All right, sure, fair enough. Um, so you know, final words then, and you know, let's go from Keval. Keval, I know you don't like the system. Is it you don't like the system at all, or do you just want it to be refined before you like it? Final. Uh, I guess refined, big. Uh, since Amir Bhai pointed out, it helped us, so <laughs> I should be in favor of the system. <laughs> no, it should be refined, and uh, uh, not every decision should be under scrutiny. And referee is the one who should decide there whether to go for this challenge and uh, for the review or not uh, but but and then referee should not go and scrutinize his own decision every time he's like he's he's under doubt it's like asking uh, your own umpire in cricket after giving an lbw let's review the lbw so he should be more uh, i know he should uh, he should rely on the system but at that at the same time he should not be checking his own decision every second minute all right. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Amir, what's final words? Do you like it as it is? I like it. It just, it just needs refining for me. I'm fine with it. All right. That's good. That's good. And finally, Vaishak, what, what do you think? Just more refining or <laughs> good to I agree with both the guys. It just needs refining. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Fair <laughs> enough. I think, uh, I think I'm on board with you guys as well. I think... Um, Maybe once it's refined, it's something that could be brought to the Premier League as well. You know, maybe it'll be something that'll help kind of turn our rotten luck around in the Premier League. Yep, yeah, like they did with the fourth substitution in the FA Cup. You, you know, when we needed the most of v, uh, VAR, that Everton game against, you know, that 3-3 and at the 93rd minute in the Brandon Rogers era when it was given offside, which wasn't. Sturridge and right, right. In, in, in the title, you know, the title, title, yeah, chasing, title yeah, chasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, we needed uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we needed even against the city game, you know, I think Sterling was onside and then he was. Oh, yes, yes. He was mm. so clearly onside. I mean, yes. Oh, well, I mean, can't, can't look back, unfortunately, but you know, going further, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. You, you talked about uh, uh, Alex Ferguson's era, right? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't. I don't know why you guys saying sir. We are. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, sir, did I say sir? I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, no, I, 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 I actually said I'm ashamed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, Amir. Go punish yourself today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll spank myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let my wife <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, I think um, I think that's it. That's all we have uh, for the show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining on. It's been a pleasure. Um, I know it's not been a pleasure watching the game, but it's been a pleasure talking to you all and you know actually dissecting the reason as to what happened that yesterday night. Um, and thanks a lot, everyone, and all to all our listeners. Cheers and have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Thank you for having us.